0: And thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for another wonderful episode of Two Jocks and No Schlubs. Uh, this is your host, Colin Sniglia and Matt Rudy Cakes Root here, just wrapping up our episode and telling you guys have a great evening. Enjoy baseball back. Baseball's back. Have a good night. And uh, that's it. Adios, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Jesus fucking
2: fuck i told what did you, it's eight twenty-seven 27
0: savings did you get that right
2: yeah and i told you i texted you i said it was gonna be later because my fucking my family fed me dinner 7 30 8
0: 15 and, and then 8
2: o'clock then 8 15 and what what time was it now colin yeah well it ended up 28 lo- it ended up taking a little bit longer didn't it so <sighs> i'm i'm happy to do the podcast on the weekend Do you guys want to do the weekend I mean, I'm sure the same exact thing would happen. Yes. No, they would not because I wouldn't be. Well, I was to at the team. diner
0: and then they, I just got talking to the waitress. And then before I knew it, it wasn't 730 anymore. It was
2: 830. And, <laughs> and I had
0: to finish my hash browns.
2: And I mean, that would be really funny. I don't think it would happen, but it would be very amusing. I I know. I, the won't the I won't say we them. I won't say them on yeah.
1: here. I won't say them on here because I don't want to embarrass you, Ethan, but I do know Matt has told me about recent excuses that you've had for showing up late on a weekend to an event that was pre-planned. Yes,
2: okay, but the one that you're thinking of and the one Matt told you about, presumably was an excellent reason and i and i do not regret it or have any qualms about it now i'm just saying don't
1: don't tell us that you wouldn't be late <laughs> when those things can happen
2: again that that's true okay that sort of thing yeah all right hey you i know. excused him for that though so okay yeah that one, I, that one we, I got an excuse. we
0: also so just for for context there we we planned it assuming ethan would be late because <laughs> he was offering to go and just meet us downtown i was like no we built this into our schedule
2: very smart see matt knows me well enough matt knows that if you're making plans with me just build in build in some extra time time cushion there
0: ethan got there i was just getting out of the shower he got to awkwardly meet my other friend at the house it's one of those hey i'm the yeah. guy that's coming yeah you're the other random guy in my friend's house let's get was, to know each other yeah no was,
2: well. he, he's a super nice guy yeah it was Ed, great it's awesome
0: yeah. Nick, shout out Nick Helgman if you're listening. Congrats on the new job. Hope it's going well. But, <laughs> yeah, sweet, he's a sweet dude, is what we would say. He's a sweet dude. Met. And he really liked you too.
2: So Oh good. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Oh, wow. Excuse me. That came Add, that to, add that to the soundboard. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Wow. Hey, guys, I think I think the
1: excitement has been building up for a couple of weeks now. Mm. And it's can I exploding. can I just say can I just say something? Okay, like the biggest news of the week happened. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Tom and Brady. He could only I, handle I, like I three say, weeks of his family.
1: Yes, yes. And I want to say that I'm tired of these great athletes doing this. Brett Favre, Michael Jordan, Roger Clemens. They stranglehold their teams so that they can't move forward, and then it always ends bad. Roger Clemens, it ended bad. Brett Favre, it ended bad. Michael Jordan, it ended
2: really yeah, bad. Yeah, but Brady was still amazing last year.
1: But now he's coming back. And I and I, I just want to say, I'm I'm really just joking. I don't really give a shit. But I was going to top off my bit by saying A-Rod could have come back. He was only four home runs away from 700. Clearly, there were teams that wanted to just
2: have him to do it to sell tickets and he didn't come back. So I actually, I agree with that. I, and I kind of wish he had, I, I think it would have been really cool, but um I think that you and I are in the minority on that. I think that a rod is maybe the most despised other than Barry bonds. He was, might be the most despised was, player. Was, was, what I mean? Was he still was, is. He's still despised.
1: who's taking his,
0: that mantle. Now
1: his reputation has enhanced incredibly
0: it's better i'll I'll just send you the 20 minute baseball bits video to remind you of how terrible a teammate he's been who a rod oh yeah yeah that was when
1: he
2: played i'm talking about now his baseball reputation. what what was so bad about him as a teammate what was so bad about him what is this video
0: uh you gotta invest 20 minutes of your time it's called baseball bits it's why everyone hates a rod okay all right i'll have to watch it because i
1: am curious okay so Um. we start with that hot news I also want to ask you guys something really interesting. So I started watching Winning Matt. Time on HBO.
2: Winning Time on HBO. What was Matt doing? I wasn't looking. I had I they had some just... uh, some, uh,
0: my... <laughs> schmutz. Yeah, some schmutz in my schmutz. Yeah, he had some
1: beer in, yeah. Beard. Yeah, <laughs> beer in his beard. Yeah, beer in his <laughs> beard. Very good, very good. Um, anyway, yeah. So I started watching Winning Time on HBO. It's an adaptation of a book on the Showtime Lakers from the 1980s one thing i think i knew but i'm just realizing especially because we talk about billionaires and money and all this stuff all the time dr jerry buss bought the lakers in 1979 guess how much buss paid for the lakers
2: 1979
0: uh 8 million
1: yeah i was gonna say 10 million well okay so do you guys know how much steinbrenner bought the yankees for in 1973
2: Either eight or ten million. Yeah, wasn't it like ten million?
1: Roughly
0: ten million. Yeah, that, that's yeah. why I said eight million or ten. Million. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, in New like, York fucking Yankees in in Major League Baseball, well established
2: industry. Although they were shitty, they had been shitty for a few years.
1: Yes, yes, but still. And then you think about the context of nineteen seventy nine NBA, a struggling industry, st- not the NBA that we know today. And the Lakers had their history, but they're not the Yankees. Sixty nine and a half million dollars. <laughs>
2: really? 69 wow. and a half million. I don't understand it at
1: all. How could Holy the Lakers shit. be bought for that much more money than the Yankees?
2: Seven times the Yankees. Wow. Well, I think that we must be, We, I mean, we'd have to go and look it up and see the actual data, but it must be that the NBA was doing better than we think it was doing. Mm-mm. I mean, how no, else yeah. are the Lakers getting valued at 79 million? They, yes. They, well, they... so
0: the Yankees were, were undervalued, right? I mean, CBS was trying to dump them. I think so, yeah. But I still wouldn't have thought that seventy million for the Lakers, like
2: holy cow! And what it's only six six years later, right? Seventy three yeah. to seventy nine. We're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: I mean, what inflation was that going on in the seventies, right? You know, maybe
0: that was it.
1: Maybe
2: that's a lot. Of that is wild, though. <laughs> well, how, what are they worth now? Is what I want to know. What are the Lakers worth now? I don't know, know that. I'm gonna look it up real quick because you know, they got nice. They got to be top five with the game. yeah.
0: They got to be like two or three billion.
2: Yeah, they I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Balmer Ball, bought
2: the Clippers for 2 billion, right? So Lakers got to be 3 or 4 of them. 5.5 5 billion. Yeah, what are yeah. the yanks like 10? Yeah, I think uh uh I, they might be 8. I think they're 8. Um they are Oh, uh actually they were they were 5.25 in 2021. The Lakers are worth more? Wow. I mean brown. that brown brown makes sense effect. that
1: makes sense today knowing what the NBA is and the history that the Lakers now have built, you know, over the course of what what how many years it's been since
2: 1979 yeah. for 43 years or whatever, but yeah. A team that's imploding right now cuz <laughs> okay, here you go. Yeah. I got your top 5 from Forbes as of 2021. Uh number 1 Dallas Cowboys. America's team at uh America. Yeah, America's team <laughs> at uh 5.7 billion. And um so it looks like the Lakers must have just um must have just gotten up to that 5.5 5. cuz as of this article they were not there. They were a little bit underneath. Yankees at 5.25, the Knicks 5 billion. NBA. that's crazy? That's crazy. But they they haven't been good in in ages, have they? I mean, they've been okay, but when was the last time they like made it to the finals? I, I guess.
0: 1999. Yeah. I think remember arena and TV deal also factors in.
2: Yeah. Right, sure. And then and um, value of
0: the media market.
2: So I just did most valuable sports franchises uh in general, and this is for the world. Um Barcelona and Real Madrid are both just above four point seven billion, at least as of last year. And then um so that's the top five as of this the writing of this article. And the Lakers and the Warriors, Golden State Warriors are would be the next two just, just after that. But now obviously we know the Lakers are would be in there, I think, because they're at five point five. But um, how about that? Fascinating. Really Interesting, interesting.
0: that Barca's on that list, though, because I'm pretty sure they're in massive, massive debt. Um, Barcelona? Yeah. Oh, is that like, right? Like, like incredible amounts of debt. Um, hmm. Let's see. FC Barcelona debt. Yeah, that's them. Um, when it's the number one. <laughs> they're they're 1.35 billion euros in debt. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. So, okay.
0: But also, I mean, that wow. those those are the the mint teams of of Europe so they'll they'll print their own money they'll be back yeah
2: right exactly
1: yeah
2: oh. man super interesting okay
1: yeah all right well those are my random things now we can talk about you know the real yeah. things yeah yeah League got to back
2: thank fucking christ <laughs> i mean like i was thinking about this we were we were like i think it probably showed on the last pod and it certainly was showing in our texting in the last couple of weeks but I mean, there was, like, legit sadness that was, that was like, creeping over. I mean, I know I was starting to... Like, I was not feeling hopeful at all. Um, I didn't think that April baseball was a guarantee. I didn't think fucking June baseball was a guarantee. And yeah. um, so the fact we got a deal done feels amazing. Because the idea of a summer without baseball, especially after two years of fucking COVID, um, was just, like, ugh, more than I could take. Just terrible. Um, so the fact that they got the deal done... Is amazing. It's frustrating that um, I think, as we as we figured, and as as I think many people figured, basically what happened is uh, the deal that got done was pretty much in the middle of all of the numbers, right? All of like the opening offers from the owners and the players. It kind That's of all how
1: negotiating done. is
2: done, right? Exactly. Yeah, but like, because but like, kind of annoying. We got put through the ringer of like three months. Baseball looks bad. Rob Manfred made himself look like a fucking idiot multiple Manfred. times man clown and made and made the fans angry and feel like shit like all of this stuff all it did was just feel really really shitty and it was just all really upsetting and it didn't need to fucking happen like they all they just they came to the middle and they got the deal done
0: well well but but here this time though and i know we're too young to really remember a lot of it before but does it feel to you guys like the players won the pr battle here
2: i think it's definitely improved i don't know that they won the battle I think it's better than it's been, but I know Colin knows better because he he does Twitter and everything. But I know um, when I was reading some of the comments, like for um, for like Joe Paz for his blog and everything, um, even 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 for Joe Paz readers and his readers tend to be a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more, uh, um, I guess, kind of uh, uh, checked into everything. But even among them, decent amount of people who still who still were, were quite frustrated with the players. So I can only imagine what's like on Twitter. I got to imagine there's still a lot. But my sense is that the narrative has at least shifted a little bit better compared to what it would have been in the 90s. I think there are probably fewer people who are like, these spoiled players, blah, 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 blah. They're, they're still out there. But my, my sense is that it's less and that there are more people now who are willing to be like, uh, the owners are, if we have to pick a side, we're not going to pick the owner's side. But I don't know. I'd be curious you what you guys, yeah.
1: We can't take data from Internet trolls anyway,
2: like <laughs> right, for, for
1: anything, not, you know, restaurant reviews, movie reviews, you know, whatever right. it is like, it's always going to be bad. I think the fundamental difference in this is that the World Series wasn't canceled. So it's always going to be worse when you think about it in that context yeah. in 1994. Fucking crazy. And especially because it was the players who struck because they thought they could push the owners to make a deal before the season you know, before they ran out of time in the season and the owners were just sick of getting beaten down and they said no. And then, you know, so it's, even though it was on both sides that the World Series got canceled, it started with the players. So it's easy to place the full mm. blame on them. Whereas in this case, I think Major League Baseball, the owners and the commissioner all did a great job at trying to deflect the blame to the players, but you're never going to have, I don't, I don't think you're going to have that same type of anger that came because there's a season to be played, you know, miraculous, miraculously. Um, And, and uh, no world series got canceled. Like, you know, if we're, if we're talking, you know, worst case scenario and the season got canceled, I mean, who knows uh, how, how things would have unfolded. But in my mind, this is just going to be like, all right, well, five years from now we're going to be doing this all over again.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think, Really, probably the only other time I'll think of it this year is when it's like mid-November and I'm thinking, why are we still playing baseball? Like, <laughs> they didn't uh, push anything back, though.
2: They didn't? I
0: thought they were rescheduling the game. Are they still going to do
2: 162? Are they going to try are. to do 162? They're, they're rescheduling yep. it all, but they're not pushing back the World Series. Ah, okay. well, that's going to be rough on the players, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, who gets fucked? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. All right, well. Yeah. But...
1: Happiness all around.
2: Yes. Baseball, and even though we yeah. haven't
1: seen the frenzy of free agent signings as of yet, this is Tuesday, March 15th, 841
0: p.m. The Ides of March. <laughs> oh
1: we have God. seen a big trade. Matt Olson is on his yeah, way to Atlanta. Trade. I actually love that trade, not just for the Braves and long-term locking up Olsen. Um, and I'm jealous that the Yankees didn't get him, but Olsen is an Atlanta dude. And, uh, to oh, I didn't know that. And, yep. Yeah. Oh, him he's like the third guy, um Frank and uh shit, someone who was in twenty thirteen, someone relatively recent, um, Atlanta guys to uh play in Atlanta. Um just a really, really cool story. Um I, I don't know, you know, is he is he a great, you know, future ahead. Does he have a great future ahead? I, I don't know. Um, you know, he had his breakout year this year and he's been okay, you know, the previous years, but he's coming into his prime. He's 27 years old. Um, you know, I think they're, they'll get some really good years out of him, and, and they got him, you know, they on a deal, um, you know, they, his free agent money is only like $140 million out of that whole extension. So, um, yeah, I mean, $140 million is a lot of money, but again, when you talk about it in the context of what the, economy
2: is in major league baseball yeah that's definitely a deal for the braves so yeah, yeah no it's a big deal for the braves joe paz was writing about this and uh now obviously a lot depends on whether olsen maintains this level of skill for any amount of time but so his the extension he signed was eight years for 168 million and so we we have like i don't know if we've talked about this on the pod but like FanGraphs graphs uh, uh, for those who don't know is this website that does like advanced baseball statistics and based on the market they assign a dollar value to to a wins to to the wins that a player su- supplies, right? So when we talk about war wins above replacement, um, and we're evaluating a player's value, uh, we can also assign dollar values to those wins. And as of right now, a win is kind of considered, I believe, to be about eight million dollars. Matt Olson was worth like forty million dollars last year in terms of his in terms of his wins above replacement, in terms of his win value. Do you so, know what he got paid? Uh. Not, eight, not close to yeah that, not obviously. close to not close to that um um i can't remember was it 18 million that sounds like that's too much were the a's paying that much <laughs> eh, that um, sounds like a lot yeah that sounds them. like too much for the a's to pay maybe that's what he, maybe that's what his annual value is on this new contract with the braves um if you average it out um let me hold on so what was it i gotcha i gotcha
0: he made yeah. five million last year
2: yeah and he, and he was worth 40 by wins, right? So here's the thing. And this is what, this is what a big thing was with the whole negotiations. And we, and we talked about this, right? Is you have these players who are um, not eligible for free agency, and they are playing the best years of their career where they are worth $40, $50 million. Or think about the case of somebody like Mike Trout, who's putting up years with nine or 10 war. He's, he's literally worth $70, 80000000 million in those seasons, right? Um, and nobody gets paid anywhere close to that. And uh, so, I don't know, I, I think it's 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 definitely, it seems on paper like it should be a really good deal for the Braves, unless Olsen turns out to have been like a one-year wonder, like he just, he had one great year and then he sucks after this. If that happens, then Olsen got himself a great deal and the Braves are fucked, but if Olsen is like really good for a few years, then the, then the Braves got themselves a steal, I think.
0: I mean, you know, as a 25-year-old, he had 4.8 B-War, and then last year, 5.8, so...
2: Yeah. So that's a good trajectory. Yeah, so he's, ideally, he's, yeah, if he's worth five, six, seven for the next few years, that's a great deal for the Braves. And that,
0: that four point eight was only over hundred and twenty seven games. So yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: so he's good. He's yeah. good. And like Kyle said, he's just coming into his prime now. So you should ideally that <laughs> I would think you'd be expecting for six, seven, eight type years, six, seven, eight war for the next couple of years.
0: That's just yeah. all breathe a sigh of relief that he's in the NL.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until but he, we when, play the Braves
0: in the World Series, right?
2: But here's here's something that's interesting, and I want to know what you guys think about this. So, I know I keep mentioning Joe Paz, but obviously he's my main my main uh, if friend I of the any, pod. Joe Paz, friend, friend of the pod, exactly. And it, you guys know I read all his stuff religiously. And he was he actually wrote about this. Kyle, you probably saw it. He wrote about. I this haven't read his, the article. I, I didn't oh, see okay. it. Okay, so you're talking about the, this, the most recent one. right? Yeah, about Freddie yeah. Freeman and everything. So yeah, he yeah. wrote about this for his Substack and his point is he, so he understands why the Braves did this and how it's like makes sense for them. They got Olsen who's really good and he's really young. And like, you know, when you're looking at things with the cold, hard facts, it's, it makes sense. Freeman is our age, right? Like he's 32. He's on the other side of his prime. Um, And, and Olsen is just coming into his prime. Like it makes sense. But Joe Paz was saying like, you know, he thinks that this sort of thing is horrible for baseball. Like Freeman is like the face of Atlanta baseball and has been for years. He's such a huge yeah. centerpiece of that team and they and he's a free agent and they and he's just coming off like a recent MVP season. Like he's been great for years and they didn't even make a serious offer as far as we know, right? Um and so there's do. something about that 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 like for baseball fans is kind of shitty. It's kind of depressing, I think. The idea that like and and we've seen this. We see this all the time with smaller market teams, right? Um, think about think about the guardians. Matt obviously knows knows the woes of Cleveland teams very well. But like with Francisco Lindor, for instance, it wasn't a question of whether he was going to leave Cleveland; it was when he was going to leave Cleveland and whether or not they would be able to get some value in return for him. And like Sebastian well, talks about that, about that too. Does well, he? what makes yeah. it to
0: me, and I, I gotta interject, what makes it even more depressing is that Freeman, for like three straight years, talked about how he wanted to stay in the city. But how he loved the team and he loved the city and he wanted to stay and they still were like, well, nope.
2: yeah, you're an asset. You're, we're gonna move you're 32. You to yeah, you're 32. We're not going to, we're not going to shell out the money that you want because it doesn't make sense because you're not going to be as good over the course of the next 10 years. So, nope, see ya. Yeah. And like, again, from a purely analytics, from a purely business standpoint, like I understand it. Like if I was a general manager, I would probably be making those kinds of calls because I'm, you know, a cold and dead robot as as we all know. But, um but the romantic baseball fan in me which there is some it's deep down um it is it's fucking sad man and it's like uh uh, you know when you think about this you think about Lindor you think about any of these like big time players in small markets and just a matter of when they go not if like how can you maintain good fandom in a city like that um you know I don't know it it just I think that that that's the dark side of this this to
1: to be clear the That is a problem, and that is um, that is even something that the Yankees have stopped doing as regularly. Yeah, they you know back in the Steinbrenner heyday, you know, say what you want about it, Robbie Cano doesn't go anywhere. Right, true.
2: I was going to say Cano exactly. Um, you know, and and uh, maybe good that he did though. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 it probably was like in terms of pure baseball, it probably was the right decision, but he was, he was an outstanding player had come up, spent, you know, anyways, Kyle continue. Yeah. Yeah. But this is not unique to just major league baseball. Um, It's, it happens less frequently the
1: way the NFL set up because there's the national revenue, but this happens all the time in the NBA. Um, I mean, people bitch and moan that the Lakers sign all these, these great players and, it's a little bit different now too with their national revenue but I mean there's a reason that Shaq left Orlando like they didn't want to make the investment into him they they didn't want to make the investment into into Penny they didn't want to make an investment into the team and he was like all right well I'm out and like it's the same thing like how are you supposed to like get super invested and like I, you know I don't, I don't like to like crap on "Quote unquote small market teams that still make millions and close unless to it's billions the of dollars, yeah. you can like crap year. on the Rays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I fucking hate the Rays. Fuck them. Um, uh, but like, I could totally. I mean, it's so it is so cool. Like when you see, you know, like when when Oklahoma State or uh, uh, OKC uh, got really good in the NBA, and um, you know their their fans were like so invested, and it was so loud in that arena and everything." but you knew like eventually that was going to wear off and like they weren't going to be as good and everything like,
0: that, well, like that's the, what's the bills now. Like, I mean, 50,000 seat new era stadium or whatever it's called now. Like this is awesome. That's awesome to see for that city. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how long they're going to invest in it, but yeah. it's rude. Yeah. Cause like,
1: I mean, if I had been down here in Charlotte, you know, maybe three, four years earlier um, you know, right around the time when they made their super bowl run i'm sure the yeah i'm sure the tickets to games would have been expensive i'm sure the stadium would have sold out i've been to multiple games probably every game except the giants game that i went to and it was mostly giants fans not not even close to being sold out that stadium and like you know you talk about football only having what eight home games a year and you can't sell out eight home games <laughs> like
0: mean, not everyone can own a football team that sells out and has an 80-year-long season ticket list, but I mean, <laughs> God. I guess I get what you guys are saying. I, okay, sorry, that's like my my one mention for the quarter. But yeah, I mean, it's the same in Cleveland too, um, where you look around and you just see, you know, they're they're deaf, they're very clearly not sold out, and it's all fans, and it's it's unfortunate.
1: It's just, it, but it, it like makes you wonder, you know, these owners who are so money hungry, like. I just don't get where that disconnect comes from. It's like that you're not like, you don't want to, this, this is, this there, is, there's um there's a really great book. Um, It's the, the Netflix book. I can't remember what the title is, but uh, the woman who Patty McCord used to be the former VP of people operations at Netflix. And there's a whole section about negotiating in the book. And she talks about how she convinced all the higher ups at Netflix that they shouldn't haggle over like $5,000 If somebody wanted, you know, 5,000, 10,000, even like $20,000 more than what they wanted to offer, because they were like, if you can prove that the revenue that they are going to bring in is going to be five times that number, who the fuck cares at the end of the day? And like that for me is what owners run into all the time. They're like, I I can't pay that extra like $3 million for someone, even though they're going to bring in 10 times that in revenue and fill the stadium with, you know, season ticket holders and individual game ticket holders and, you know, things like that. Like, that's the part of that I'm always like, you can't make a small investment now to help you. Like you're supposed to be the smart person in the room and it seems like you're being like super cheap right now. And, and that, that's a really bad look. I mean, obviously fuck owners. We talk about that all the time, yeah.
2: but yeah. No, I agree with that. I think that that's that's a really weird cognitive dissonance. I think that's that's difficult. I mean, I think in some cases, right, you have players who maybe don't have enormous star power. And so maybe maybe the increase in revenue isn't necessarily going to be that much more than whatever raise they're asking for. But I think in a lot of these cases, like it is. Um, And so, yeah, it's a it's a very strange thing.
0: Hey, hey now, Hal Steinbrenner didn't get rich by just giving money away. No, he got rich <laughs> by inheriting it from his father.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Who gave exactly. money away.
0: <laughs> Again, yeah. not saying
1: not saying that what George Steinbrenner did was right either,
2: but Yeah. He's All not right. afraid to spend. Matt, that face was terrifying. It I hope I hope I hope that Colin gets a screenshot of that for something. Yeah. yeah that was I'll right I'll fair. make
1: a mark of uh let's see it's eight fifty three. okay i'll make a mark when this is <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> i was trying i was trying
0: not to laugh hey really scary. quick
2: what are you drinking ethan ah great question so uh ah, ah yeah ah. so matt and i uh are splitting another um special pack that other half is doing um this time it is uh, new for new zealand hop week uh they are Doing a bunch of, yeah, Matt's got one too. So they're doing a bunch of different beers um, highlighting different hops from New Zealand. The one I'm drinking tonight is uh, Big Nelson Vibes, uh, which is highlighting the Nelson hop, which according to the handy dandy brochure that they supplied uh, describing the notes of the hops, let me read it. The uh, the Nelson Sauvin hops. I'm assuming that's French or how Sauvin, if you American. Uh, Sauvin, Sauvin. Hold up the brochure uh so here's My, the brochure nice little guide you get yeah uh uh-huh, uh-huh. new zealand hop week wow. Yep, and it tells you about all of the beers and it tells you about all the different hops on the back very nice Yep. um so nelson displays distinct wine e aromas wine as in like you know the drink wine not whining like i wine um <laughs> with bright grape gooseberry and complex fruit aromas and rich background dankness and that's very tasty dank yep matt what do you got I've got magic green nuggets Mm.
0: with uh, freestyle hops with New Zealand grown cascades. So cascades, a traditional uh, hop from the United States and from Europe, but these these ones were grown in New Zealand, but yeah, this I've been enjoying this box. It's been great. I think this is the fourth or fifth box they've done where they'll just do a a series of really special beers that they haven't released before and uh, pack it up and send it to you for actually a, fairly good price when you factor in shipping and everything it's been pretty good and uh i think i've got two more beers left out of the 12 that they i had and they've all been really really good so now uh, you know say a a small moment of silence for my wallet um because they've got they just announced their next box they're gonna do a a march madness basketball themed box and it's just (laughs) like Like, of course, I'm going to buy it, other half. Damn you. But um, so, Ethan, expect a box in a couple of weeks. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Colin, what do you got? Yeah. I, I know what you got, but show, show us anyway. Yeah. I'm drinking the trees, Brew Gentlemen. I oh, that's right. took, took my
1: a can. <laughs> can, but I logged it in my, my tree. So what's, yeah. what's special
0: about the trees, though?
1: Uh, it's got a Christmassy type. Uh, taste it's a hoppy, it's an IPA.
0: It's an I IPA appear. if they put spruce tips in it. Spruce so. tips, yes. Oh, wow, where they so are? You get a, you get a very what, uh,
2: piney, citrusy Braddock PA. Oh, Pennsylvania yeah. brewery. What's the name of the brewery?
0: Brew mm-hmm. Gentlemen. They're
2: out of uh, Pit- oh, Braddock's uh, a suburb. I've heard Pittsburgh. of them. Okay, um, so what really is so the place? What, what Ethan? Piney and citrusy because of spruce tops. Is that what you said? Spruce tips, tips. yeah. So, yeah. like literally, like from a spruce tree, yep. Holy shit!
0: So there's a um, there's a, a brewery in, in Philadelphia called Yards, and Yards brews. Um, they've got a historic series where they brew a recipe that Thomas Jefferson made, a recipe that George Washington made in his tavern, and a recipe that uh, Benjamin Franklin had. And Benjamin Franklin's is a spruce tip ale. He substitutes spruce tips in for hops, so it's been it's 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 not new, but it's it's just not done very often because it tastes like pine trees but yeah. it, it, you know in that ipa it's pretty good i just told Colin i couldn't drink a whole can of it at once
2: but yeah what do you think kyle you can you drink a whole can of it yeah it's almost gone yeah well, toddy was helping too, good
1: but. yeah she had like three sips
2: <laughs> Yeah, she's <Nice>. lightweight <laughs>
1: shout out toddy yeah.
2: uh okay um okay,
1: so sorry. there's um there's definitely a couple big fish on the board still freddie freeman F- carlos correa fuck him Trevor story. Uh, yep. Story. Trevor story. Oh. <laughs> um, few, few others. Yeah. Uh, potentially Vado and Castillo are available because the Reds are having a fire sale and everything. But that leads me to talking about uh, the other side of this Braves deal um, that we can't forget is that the Braves gave up a lot right. to get Freeman before they signed him to that extension, oh, including okay. their number one prospect. Um, took Four top 15 prospects overall you know whatever i uh, i just can't imagine what they were asking from the yankees and i think it's very clear as i said to you too in the text that the reason that olson is not a yankee is because the yankees are all in on volpe being their shortstop next year and that's why they traded sanchez and gio bye bye gary uh to the twins and got got those uh replacement players a little stopgap shortstop I, I can't even say his name
2: um
0: isaiah kiner Falefa.
2: is yeah. that right matt Do, have you heard somebody say it yeah i've, I've seen him play okay kiner Falefa. okay yeah yeah uh, um, Falefa, or I, Falefa, depending on i who um i k f for short yeah yes i k f
1: that will definitely be the way i refer to him yes. if he gets a lot of playing time this year yeah. but um I just see it as that—that that is the stopgap. I, I think they're still in on Freeman. Uh, if they don't get Freeman, they'll probably pivot to Rizzo. I just don't see Luke we also Voight still in have the Voight. I—I I, I really think they're trying to deal him. Yeah. Um, he
0: showed up to camp better in better shape than he ever has. Er. Yeah. Well, he's it's, it's, another I mean,
1: right-handed bat that strikes out a ton. That's
2: true. That's they have actually, enough of him. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. But I, I was just gonna say.
1: I don't mean to be mean to Gary Sanchez. He had some incredible moments early in his career. Those first two, you know, season in what two
2: months were uh, really incredible. Oh, and that was an amazing. Yeah, when he first came up, it was amazing. Yeah. He had like yeah. 20 homers in 53 games.
1: Yeah. In 2017, he hit 33 homers, um, had a great playoff run, you know, when the Yanks were a game away from going to the world series, but you can't hit 201 in New York and, expect to survive especially when you're a year away from arbitration and he's definitely not as we say most of the time the players are worth more um than what they get paid i don't know if gary sanchez is worth what he'll get
0: paid in arbitration so
1: um (laughs) i mean take that for what it's worth
0: but think about it though the the twins still have a lineup that mashes even if they don't have donaldson and Cruz in there they have no pitching they they, they don't have any pitching i'm just saying that they can they can afford to stick him in a dh spot and just say yeah Swing to hit it, you know, from yeah. from Minneapolis into St. Paul, like yeah. just do that every time. It's true, but
2: also he might, you know, it might be that going from somewhere like New York, where he was this hyped prospect and there was all this pressure, to fucking Minnesota, maybe maybe that change of scenery and that, like, I mean, can you imagine the difference in like expectation and pressure? I mean, it's it's got to yeah. be like a whole other universe. It could be that for him that he's able to like you know actually play well under uh, uh you know in that situation um i kind of hope he does you know i want to see him do well but it might Probably be like too. a sunny gray thing like the sunny gray you mentioned sunny gray yeah like he came and he you know he was uh he wasn't garbage necessarily for us but he was not nearly what he was in the rest of his career the javier vasquez uh syndrome right um <laughs> but then we gray left right who did, who did he go to next the reds cincinnati. cincinnati yeah and he's been like very good um you know he what he like the same pitcher he's been his whole career except for the year he was with the yankees the year plus whatever so i kind of hope for gary's sake that he's able to you know he's still he's only 28 like ideally this is his yeah. prime which is really sad because he has been he was so horrible in 2020 and 2021 um but i don't know for for his sake i hope he i hope he uh you know, turns it around and is and does okay.
0: Now I mean not even not even thinking expectations and pressure differences, just city differences. Like,
2: yeah, hey, yeah. we're Minnesota or Minneapolis.
0: Like, we're the home to Target and the big mall, and like <laughs> it's cold, but it's not too bad. Have a beer, and then like New York City, <laughs> fuck you,
2: like yeah, go away, like yeah. Bruh, bruh. So yeah, just a different world, exactly. Yeah. So but I hope it is well. Really, I was
1: going to say the really scary thing about all of this, though, is that we may be looking at the same thing a year or two from now with Gleyber Torres. Yeah. And who knows if they're going to end up signing judge to an extension and who knows even if that's even a good idea, given what his age is, you know, what, what's he 30, 29, 30 you know, at, at this point. Yeah. It's, it's just a very precarious time right now for the Yankees and, yeah. um, I know I know for the most part they will they will always be competitive. I just I just wonder like did they get better from this trade? That that is a real question for me. Um will they get better if they get Freeman or if they get Rizzo again? Um significantly better? I don't know.
2: Judges um, uh judges 29 first of all. Second of all, we absolutely got way better from this trade. Yeah, for, Matt war Sorry, perspective, you go ahead. way better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the war, uh, yeah. Now,
0: yeah. now, what I don't think is getting a lot of press, though, is that um, from what I've read, uh, the catching situation looks like it's going to be Rortvert and uh, Rortvate. I don't know how to say his name yet. Yeah. And Higashioka yeah. moving forward. It's that's going
2: to be the uh, – uh, uh, Yeah, we got, but we got enough bats. We got enough bats. If they yeah, can be really good defensively, it's fine. I mean, I can't imagine the two
1: of them together can be any worse than Gary was this yeah, year. Yeah, no way.
2: Yeah, no
0: way. This past way. I mean, year. Remember, two years ago, Higgy had like that eleven game stretch where he couldn't miss the ball. Maybe that happens a couple times. Yeah, but I just my worry is that he's shown in regular playing time to not be a reliable player person level. at the plate. He's reliable behind the plate, just not at the plate.
1: Well, I think what they're hoping is that just by improving, improving all the other areas, it's. They're not gonna. Ha-
2: they're not gonna have a need for a power hitting catcher anymore. Yeah. It's you know? a net
0: improvement if he can just be solid defensively.
2: Yeah, if he can be Which, replacement level, because that's yeah. essentially what Gary was the last couple of years. So, Which, if a guy by Hale, the way, can do that, then okay. Look at pictures of that catcher. He's freaking jacked. <laughs> oh, I know. He's yeah, insanely jacked. It's I thought hilarious. it was a joke at first. But no, real. Yeah, it's um, crazy. What's his name? Ben Rort something. Rortvert. Rortvet. Rort, 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 I don't know how to say it. Um. Oh, Rort vet, It looks like. R-O-R-T-V-E-D-T. My guess would be like Roar vet. Or maybe but, that first T is silent and it's like Roar vet. Anyways.
0: But yeah, I mean, Ethan, just just think back to the game that we saw in Baltimore. That they lost. The Avid Brothers game. That oh, they yeah, lost yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of just like three,
2: and not totally because of it, but in large part due to three yeah, lazy, terrible
0: pass balls.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I was talking to my dad about this last night, talking to my dad on the phone. And of course... Uh, Hi, Jim. My- Yep. Hi, Jim. My dad, uh, um, uh, indirectly friend of the pod, of course, as he has weighed in on our discussions of um, hustling and Paul O'Neill and 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 various other things. But uh, no surprise, like he's not he he's not sad saying bye to Gary for exactly what Matt is 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 alluding to here that um, whether or not Gary was purposefully being lazy or not hustling at times it sure as fuck looked like it way too much. And even and this is coming from me and you guys know how I feel about, you know, we've talked about this extensively about running 110% down the bag on a routine grounder or a routine fly ball in a random game in May. I don't care so much about that, but watching Gary play, you, you can't help but notice that he, he did seem sh- like just really checked out a lot of the time or like he just, even for me, like w- just not nearly enough hustle. And like, especially behind the plate, like what Matt's talking about, um, obviously we were there in person for that game, but we've seen it on TV so many times, all three of us, where there'll be a ball and, and instead of like getting in front of it, getting on his knees and getting in front of it with his whole body, the way you're supposed to, he would try to just like pick it, yep. you know, just stick a glove over and try to pick it. And how often was he successful with that? <laughs> like two out of 10 times? Like, what the fuck are you thinking? David? Yeah, that might like, be generous. Yeah, that might be generous. And it's like that kind of shit. It's like, you're not, you're not playing your position the way you need to be playing your position because you're, cause you're lazy basically um like i don't i don't see any other way to interpret that uh you know that specific kind of play uh i think that's kind of i think that's like laziness and so yeah it's um yeah it's bad well do <clears throat> you guys want to talk about the elephant in the room what's the elephant in the room have you Bo- guys heard boris's bud in matt's face <laughs> <laughs> wow, what's that he- is
1: up
0: in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what cats do. There's there's a great comic about this from the Oatmeal. Uh, is this great online uh, comic? And he has a ton of cat um, cartoons, and he has one about that. But cats love doing that. They love sticking their ass in your face. Anyways, Colin, what's the elephant in the room?
0: <laughs> You're wearing a judge hat, so you have got to be the one leading to this.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll read I have no you- idea what we're talking about. What is? I'll this? read How- you. I'll read you Aaron Judge's quote today, and you can decipher from there this is the full quote from Aaron judge. He was asked about his vaccination status. I'm so focused on getting to the first game of spring training. So I think we'll cross that bridge when the time comes right now. So many things could change. So I'm not really too worried about
2: that right now. Opening day scheduled for four, seven FYI. So he was asked about his vaccination status and that was his answer. Yes. Because of, because of the, the Kyrie you know yeah is exactly what Kyrie's
1: going through right now where whatever that whatever uh the rule is in in New York State or New York City where you can't even even if it's an outdoor venue and if in in the the reason that it's it's if if you couldn't you can you know read between the tea leaves of that quote um the Yankees released a statement today saying that Randy our, our boy Randy Levine Levine whatever uh is um Working with the, the city of New York to uh, try to basically get
2: around the yeah the rules Yeah, well, well, Randy can go suck eggs because yeah, care Randy's about a piece him, of shit. But yeah, fuck him. Sorry, I just don't like him. But no, you know he's an asshole. We know this. Matt, do you want to go first or should I go first?
0: <laughs> I mean. Um, a non-answer there is an answer, right? If he's vaccinated, it's pretty easy to say. Yeah, no,
2: he's obviously not vaccinated yeah. and obviously he's not into the idea of it. That's the only reason to give a fucking bullshit, vague non-answer like
0: that. Why Why? do why you want me to go first, huh? Is it some Aaron Rodgers-type slight, huh? huh?
2: No, no, huh? I, actually it huh? wasn't, but now that you say that, that's hilarious. <laughs> See, Apparently star athletes named Aaron are fucking idiots. I yeah, don't know.
1: So, wait, 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 Ethan, before you get on your full rant, <laughs> the one thing I, I was thinking about this, and the reason I wore the hat, you know, like, Obviously, I've I've liked Judge, and I'm hopeful that whatever the decision he needs to make to truly be committed to the team, if he says all these things he says about being a team player and a leader, and you know, blah blah blah, all that crap. um, The one thing he is not doing is spreading misinformation about vaccinations. So,
0: (laughs) ooh, ooh, Bert. Yeah, Yeah, I I wish Aaron would. Aaron Rodgers would just, you know pack up his alternate reality podcasting experience and just get out of here, but whatever. Apparently he's got a a book club too. That's pretty good. So maybe (laughs) he should just focus on that. I don't know. Hilarious. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to think, you know, that he, I mean, he's a professional athlete and knows his body well, but, um, I mean, just think of it like think substitute instead of vaccine, like just anything else that's normal. I don't know, um, seatbelt, like toothpaste, like oh, I don't like one doctor I read on the internet said the science on toothpaste isn't isn't out there yet, so I don't know. I mean, I heard there's seaweed in toothpaste, which there there is, uh, so I don't know if I want to be putting seaweed on my teeth. Like, like, like come on, dude, like it's not like. It's not like I'm asking you to test a bioweapon on yourself or something. It's just like an immunization. Yeah. And this is the problem with him
1: not giving an answer. Is like we don't. We we. No. Just, I mean, we don't know. He could just be fucking with us. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and, and frankly, we don't have
0: mind. too much of a right to speculate. But I'm going to speculate anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, but th- but that's the that's the problem with like at least like with Rogers and some of these other people who are very vocal uh, about everything, like. They stay. They say stupid shit, and and then you can throw it back in their faces and everything. Like, judge just doesn't say anything. So, (laughs) like,
0: here maybe here's a better like, um, a better example. Like, and and maybe this is true for these guys because they are hyper athletes who control a lot. But like, I don't know everything that's in that COVID vaccine, so I'm not going to put it in my body. Yeah, well, do you fucking know everything that's in pepperoni? Like, no, you don't, and (laughs) you eat it anyway. So get the fuck out of here. Like, pepperoni's delicious, and vaccines are good for your body. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Pepperoni uh, was... Uh, is it pepperoni or hot dogs? I'm, is I'm this, assuming is Aaron, this really is this
2: your first time hearing about this, Ethan? This is my first time hearing about it. I was, I, like, out teaching today, and, uh, like, yeah, ESPN doesn't, has, like, not, not been sending me notifications, even though I, like, turned on MLB ones, and so, yeah, I haven't, like, seen any of this shit. Um, so I had no idea. Um... I'm not surprised. Um, Aaron Judge is well known to be a devout Christian, um, and anybody who is devoutly religious in the 21st century, I already don't respect your intellect um, or your your uh, critical thinking and reason faculties, reasoning faculties. Um, so I'm not surprised. Um, you know, if you if you believe that there's uh, some humanoid type person up in the sky that's like paying attention to the world and looking out for all of the humans. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but 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 your 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 brain isn't functioning at its uh, at its highest level, and so um, the idea that somebody uh, who who is devoutly religious would then extend that to uh, um, vaccines, uh, you know, is not surprising. Now, I should say this: everybody knows how I feel about religion. I will say this though: there are lots of non-religious people who also get like anti vax. You have this it's really upsetting for me. There's this whole this is a uh, I can rant about this another time, but the brief brief explanation is that there is a large component, not maybe not large, but there's a decent amount of people out there who are not religious who are like they're just as bad as people like religious right-wing nut jobs in terms of some of the shit they believe. These are the type of people who believe in like homeopathy and like crystals and horoscopes and shit like this. Um, so you do, so it's not like religious people have the market cornered on believing stupid bullshit. So I don't want to, um, I don't want to uh, say that it's only religious people. In any case, all of this to say, I'm not surprised, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Um, and, uh, you know, I like Judge Fine. Uh, it'd be one thing if it was like Don Mattingly, who, you know, somebody who's like my favorite of all time, and who knows, maybe he's an anti-vaxxer too, and if that comes out, I'll be much more upset. Um... (laughs) But like in Judge's case, I'm just not that surprised. I think it's disappointing. I think it's selfish. I think it's dumb. Um but it is it is what it is and uh at this point I just want baseball to be back and it, you know it sucks and it's annoying but um I'm not going to I'm not going to like lose my mind over it, I
1: guess. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Were you expecting way more anger and a much longer rant? Yes. <laughs> I guess I got it all out of my system when we talked about Kyrie. And I guess all of that applies to this. And it's like, I guess it sucks because it is a player we love and it's a Yankee. And it's like the face of the current Yankees and everything. But I'm just not surprised because, again, I just I already knew that he was like very religious. And uh, yeah, Matt. To
0: uh, all of our listeners who may believe in crystals out there, I'm sure Ethan believes in dumb shit, too. I really
2: I really don't. He (laughs) believes in the
0: power of music. I just don't know about that. Like. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, he believes in the one true note the b flat the greatest of the greatest notes that's true yes that's true i'm an evangelist for b flats is that really is is that a good note Uh, they're all the same we use (laughs) we use equal temperament let me i'm going to give you guys a brief music history lesson right now i'm sure that the pod listeners have been fucking itching for this when this music content let me tell you all about equal temperament versus just temperament so this is about how we, how we derive the music notes that we use and that we play. Now, we, for centuries now, have been using what's called equal temperament. What this means is that when you divide the octave into 12 pitches, the chromatic scale, which is all of the 12 notes that you can use, okay? If you go on the piano and you play all the white and black keys... And you and you do twelve of them from from like a white key to to the to the next corresponding white key. That's the chromatic scale. It's twelve notes. They are all divided equally. This is called equal temperament. So every half step, which is one pitch to its to the closest next pitch, every half step is exactly the same. So. There is no difference, right? Like, if you have perfect pitch, yes, you can tell. You can listen to a B-flat and you know it's a B-flat. You can listen to a G and you know it's a G, whatever. But when you're, like, listening to to music and you're playing a scale, you're playing in different keys, you're playing a B-flat scale, then you're playing an F-scale, then you're playing a D-scale, if you do it in isolation, it all sounds the same because all of the notes are equally divided. Now, a few hundred years ago, there was this thing called just temperament where that was not the case. And so you would have notes that actually would have specific characteristics and specific keys and chords that, depending on the notes and the distance between the notes, would actually have a specific sound. It was the same notes, but they were not divided evenly, and so there were subtle differences. So uh, there you go. And if, if anybody's curious, just you can go down the rabbit hole on the Internet reading about just temperament versus equal temperament. But yeah, the notes, they're all the same. So
0: that that Your, your description of uh, scales and isolation kind of the same. Is almost like our discussion of uh, taste and the theory of relativity. So uh, I think you should you should go into depth with uh, with that one in the future too.
2: <laughs> Remind <laughs> me we talked about uh, we talked about taste and relativity together.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you guys you guys you dumped all over me, so we won't we won't revisit that one.
2: Oh, Okay, <laughs> I still
0: think I'm I still think I'm correct.
2: Oh, okay, hilarious. Uh, if you know um, any.
0: Um, quantum physicist maybe they can explain it to you
2: ah i do know a quantum physicist i'll have to ask about it okay all right this is good this is good (laughs) and actually now i'm starting to remember that conversation about taste in general relativity we'll have to talk about it off the off the air to to, to refresh me because because i'm curious but but yeah I couldn't help myself once you said that is is B flat like is B flat a really good the, note. The, the they're they're all the, know, yeah. like yeah no they're all the same. In equal temperament they're all the same. Now but um, but
0: you you play like your standard trumpet's an F trumpet or a B flat trumpet?
2: Uh B flat trumpet. Okay.
0: That's what I'm thinking
2: of. Yeah, yeah. But lots of instruments are in C. They're in what we call concert pitch, uh, which which I am not. I won't go into the weeds on all of this. We'll but save yeah. that for our listeners. We'll are, save that for another time. We're
0: thrilled by this conversation. They're thrilled. We We're
2: going to... You know what? Hey, everybody out there, I know you're fucking thrilled. I'm going to do a whole bonus series, okay? There's going bon- gonna to be a bonus series of solo episodes by Ethan... And I'm just gonna talk about all of the music stuff you've been wanting me to talk about: equal temperament versus just temperament, different time signatures and different meters and how they work, uh, different harmonies, atonality versus tonality, everything you want. It's coming. We'll just
0: we'll call it schlub sounds.
2: Schlub sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I like that. Oh my gosh! All right. What else have we got? In in all seriousness, do we did we did we address the baseball stuff sufficiently, Colin? Do you you didn't really give your opinion on the judge thing. You related the news, but you didn't really give your opinion. Uh, I thought I did. Um, not, not really. I don't think so. Did he, Matt? Not really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of in, in the same boat where it's it's disappointing obviously um
0: well so not not only will the yankees be penalized in new york city if that's the case but canada we're gonna lose nine games that they could play in canada too
1: yeah yeah i guess i guess i'm just confused as to how it's just this is kind of like the steroid thing all over again like why why is this just with with sports like why can the rest of the world be like fuck it the pandemic's over yet we're holding our athletes to this other standard. And Aaron Judge yeah. plays outdoors.
0: Like, hey, the pandemic's it, not over. Barack,
1: I know. Barack, Obama. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying largely, oh, yeah, that's right, Obama. it feels like the, at least in America, people are like, it is over. We're done with mask mandates. We're just, we're just living life and everything. Like, I'm I'm not saying that, he shouldn't take social responsibility. We've talked about that all the time, but it just seems weird in the age of Omicron where, yeah, a lot of people are getting it, but it's much more mild and everything. And it doesn't seem to be as serious that we have these super strict restrictions like we did, you know, back in March of 2020. It's, it's kind of a weird thing for me overall um, that it just seems to affect athletes like musicians get an exception exemption Um, a bunch of I was reading about it a bunch of like entertainers in general get exemptions from the whole COVID thing but athletes don't get an exemption from it if you live in New York or I think it used to be California too I don't know if it still is yeah or Canada
0: I I I get what you're saying with the double standard there but also like Lady Gaga doesn't go sit in the you know locker room with 35 of her closest friends and you don't know that th- th- <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain <laughs> I'm,
1: what, you don't you uh, don't think she's got a, a room where like people hang out before
2: her shows and everything
0: i feel like she's uh she can she can the, the good point
2: good is she point. not vaccinated
0: oh no i just i just oh she was off, just, just as an example okay yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's interesting Kyle, i hadn't thought about that about the double standard and everything like that that's an interesting point yeah I'm
1: not I'm not saying I support Judge,
2: obviously. Yeah, of course.
1: Of course. I'm, I'm not or I'm not saying I support Judge if he's not vaccinated. I'm just confused as to why the rule exists today.
2: Yeah. You know, a year ago, I get it. But today, it, it just seems a little weird. Yeah. You know, the other thing, by the way, I was thinking, speaking of elephants in the room, and we have talked about this elephant before a little bit, but has there been, and it's been like a year, Has there been any news at all about the Trevor Bauer stuff? He's back on administrative leave. Yeah, I saw that. But, like, literally, that's it. It's been a year. How has this shit, like, not gone to court yet? Like, how has there not been further development? It was dismissed. Yeah, baseball is just trying to figure out if they're going to let him play again. Wait, it was dismissed? I didn't see that. Yeah. When did that happen? A month or two ago. Holy shit. How did I miss that? Okay.
0: Um, you know, I, I still think it's a little too early to comment, but
2: yeah, sure, sure, okay. Yeah, so okay, so baseball is trying to figure out what's the best way to to deal with to deal with that. Okay, my yeah. comment on
1: Trevor Bauer is he's a nutbag.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. You guys, I guess you guys follow this shit more closely than me, so maybe you know. I don't know. I I don't know enough about him to say he's a nutbag. He threw baseball. Off the mound,
1: into the stands. So when, when do Vladimir
0: we, Guerrero's done that too.
1: Out of out of rage
2: for no. being taken out of the game by Tito. No, no, oh, Lad just did it because he could. Oh, is that is that what? I didn't know that Bauer did that. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you even it. see that video?
2: No. Oh, it's great.
1: It's when his he, last start. Didn't you say that, Matt? Um, it
2: was his last Cleveland
1: start?
0: It might have been. I mean
2: it is well known that he is a character that he is uh, an outlandish character that's well known uh, but I also like I, I don't know I pre- I appreciate um a a provocateur um so there are certain aspects there you know uh, now if it, obviously the sexual assault stuff that's a whole other thing and 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 uh, we can we can talk more about that another time but like the fact that he is willing to like call out major league baseball and to um, speak honestly about, about stuff within the game much more frankly than, than many players. I kind of like that. I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more of that and less of Mr. Careful, Aaron Judge, super careful, and De- you know Derek Jeter, super careful with all of their words and blah, 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 blah. I like these people who are willing to just fucking speak it, you know? I like these badasses. Well, not even, not necessarily badasses, but I just, I think that the, you know, I, I like... Yeah, I like the Frank. I like that Frank kind of talk. I think I think it's uh, entertaining and and illuminating. Um, and I think it spurs discussion among sports fans. And uh, when baseball has so many problems, we can use all of the interest that we can get. And so if you have players who are like running their mouths in interesting ways, uh, you know, and that leads to more discussion. I don't know that that's such a bad thing. But so
0: you're saying you like players who are uh, flexible with their morals when it's a contract here? <laughs> because uh remember he 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 built his twitter following with three years of bashing everyone in the league for using sticky stuff until
2: wink wink it's a contract
0: year yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah no, i i'm not saying that i condone that no not i hate that he, i can yeah and then he got unpaid yeah yeah no it's a fair, that's absolutely <laughs> a fair point we can talk more about that no you, time. you
0: got a, point, a good point though there like he's he's uh more real and honest than a lot of people in the league but
2: yeah. So nastiness anyways. aside.
0: Yeah. 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 That yeah. okay, stuff is a separate thing.
2: I
1: don't know. He's the modern Jose Canseco and <laughs> really, you <laughs> I, think either so? one of them
2: oh, that's it's a good way we... to look at it. Yeah. I don't like, know. Like instead it's... of juice
0: in a couple of years, he's going to
2: write a book called stuck. <laughs> stuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'd <laughs> be hilarious. Yeah. You're really blurry, Matt. I don't know. Yeah. How... <sighs> anyways what else do we got to talk we talked about the trade uh we didn't talk about it in detail but that's fine talk about the trade baseball's back that's the biggest thing
1: i don't know i did think we, we've been rambling we a long it? time
2: yeah did we cover it we, we we got done what we needed to get done yeah we don't we don't talk college basketball so i mean you guys are welcome to i'll listen and chill nah, that's fine tom brady college took care of lame
0: <laughs> tom brady took care of that
2: yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're back boys we're back we're back. We did it. We did Good it. job. Good job, everybody. Muscle tough. <laughs> Say bye bye. Adios.